We're outdoor athletes and adventurers, entrepreneurs and content creators, and we're all just doing our best to bring our big dreams to life while having as much fun as we can in the process. Here, we break down how the biggest names in the game got to where they are, plus offer up advice and strategies on how you can turn your stoke into success. I'm Jonathan Ronzio. This is the Stokecast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Stokecast. It's Ronzio. We're doing something a little different for a few episodes here with a mini series called Making Ideas Happen, which really is what gets me most stoked. Doesn't matter if they're my ideas or if I'm helping other people find the confidence to act on theirs, that's what fuels my fire. And over the last three years and 100 plus episodes of this show, I've had a ton of listeners reaching out wanting to pick my brain about marketing, advertising, PR, sponsorships, basically all the things that go into unlocking that first or next step in the adventure of turning your passion into a sustainable business. So I decided to record a few of these calls with our amazing community to shine the spotlight on what they're up to. And also, hopefully, some of the advice I shared with them will help a few more of you make your next idea happen. As always, hit me up on Instagram, at Jonathan Ronzio. Let me know your thoughts on the show, this series, and here we go. Angela, Outdoor Ange Ventures, how are you? Doing well today, thank you. Thanks so much for jumping on here to chat with me and, uh, and join the Stoutcast here. We were connected through a mutual friend, Becky Winter, Winter in AZ. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm stoked to learn more about your story. So I don't know, do you want to just give a just general backstory of who you are and like how you came to even like this moment right now? Yeah, sure. Um, general synopsis, I moved to Arizona about four years ago and the outdoor space was pretty new effect, like outside of cycling. I rode my bike outdoors, but other than that, didn't know anything about hiking, camping, backpacking, all of that fun. So moved here, fell in love with the outdoors right around the time I was married when I moved here and my ex left unexpectedly. And it kind of threw my life into a whirlwind. And um, I turned to the outdoors to find solace and to really kind of figure out what was next. And during that time, trying to figure out finances, I couldn't travel like I once had. And so I bought a camper van and decided to see the U.S. and started traveling around and um, met my now fiance during that journey. And uh, right at the end of that trip, I was kind of feeling like everything was falling into place. And I was like, okay, like life was crazy for a little while, but I'm, you know, figuring things out again. And then I'd been with the company for 11 years and they just went through a really hard time. And so I got laid off um, like with two weeks notice and was just done working and at that point, I'd kind of been, I'd been posting about my journey along the way in the camper van. And I'd been hearing from people like, wow, I wish I could be doing what you're doing. Like, I'm so inspired. And like, you went through like this really big hardship, you know, like had your heart broken, you're thriving. Like, I wish I had the courage to do something. I did not have the courage to do so. I didn't think I was capable of doing a lot of this, but I did it. And so I'd found that I had a voice um, to inspire people and to get people outdoors and to help them find the same um, just encouragement and healing that I had in an outdoor space. And so when I got laid off, I kind of was like, well, this could be my push because I loved my job. I loved the company I worked for. I made comfortable money. And so um, I wasn't really just going to up and leave and do my own thing. And so I decided at that point that I wanted to do resilience coaching and uh, basically helping people figure out that they have the ability to bounce back before, um, I don't know about swearing, but before shit hits the fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so 
rather than having like their life fall to pieces, having them have those skills ahead of time of how to have that resilience in their life so that when the life is broken apart, they can build art from it. And I was like, oh, I'll do retreats and I'll get yoga certified and I'll get people out hiking and moving and journaling and um, teach them about the outdoors. And then COVID came about and I'm like, well, I won't do retreats and trying to kind of back up from that. And so um, I've just been in the last year kind of flirting back and forth on what to do next. I feel like I would love to try having my own business. My skill set um, at the job I was at for 11 years was very, it was in the wellness industry and it was building health programming uh, for corporate employees. But I bounced around the company and probably like eight jobs in 11 years in different departments. And usually would come into brand new roles and just kind of help the department get organized and figure out process flow and organization and um, taskmaster type stuff. I was always like, I want to be the creative, but I realized I'm good at like process and like executing on what needs done and in what order. And so um, as I've been trying to grow the coaching business, I've been doing just a lot of writing because I enjoy it. And I started doing freelance writing and travel writing and then someone I knew asked me to do some copywriting and that grew the web designer started getting me other jobs of that person that I worked with. And then I was getting contacted to write other articles. Um, and then I started script writing. And so it came like this kind of flurry of work. I wasn't even advertising for became more natural feeling to me. Um, I got paid to start mentoring someone on process flow, helping someone else build and consult on like their sales strategy. Uh, I was like, well, I'm putting all this effort in trying to figure out how to be a resilience coach when maybe I can just, help people build resilience for fun <laughs> and, you know, work otherwise, or maybe I should be more of a business coach and help small businesses figure out because they need, res you know, resiliency too in that space when your business fails and you have to get going again. So that's the moment I'm at right now is figuring out what to do. <laughs> it's amazing. The, the like parallels you learn between like, you know, just adventure and business. Yeah, definitely. So all, all the while, are you, as those things are starting to steamroll, are you still in the van or how, how long was the period in the van life? Yeah. So I was in the van straight for five months and then I kind of bounced it between right now because I haven't figured out solid job, solid income. I ran out my house as an Airbnb. And okay. so basically when I have guests, I'm in the van or I'll bounce between my fiance's up in Idaho. So I'm getting ready to move up to Idaho for the summer. And we're trying to figure out if we convert my van's not um, really the best size for two people when I bought it. My uncle was insistent, like, this is a one person. And I was like, I'm going to be single for a long time. Of course, that doesn't always work out. So um, we're talking about whether we convert a bus or an RV in the future, but we're planning our wedding and I'm moving up there for the summer. So we put that on hold until. <laughs> so now the van's like, a, you know, every couple of weeks or something, and we'll be in that for a week and then back in the house. Isn't it funny how the, uh, you know, your intention like things fall in your lap when you're not looking for them. Right. Like you said, I'm going to be single for a long time. I don't need like more room for this in the van. And right. And then you met your fiance. Right. And, and like your intention was like, I'm going to be a resilience coach and I'm going to start this coaching business. And then it's like, Oh, everybody wants like writing and process help. Right. So like, I guess this is happening. Yeah. Like things that you're not looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I literally, my cousin does brand design and logo and she was like, I'll do logos and, um, I sent her an email. I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. Let's get the coaching thing going. And then the writing stuff started going. Okay. Put on the break. Let's actually think maybe we want to do a different approach to the website. So yeah, definitely is that, uh, bounce around. <laughs> so 
with, with um there's god there's so much to unpack here with, with like the wellness side of things where you came out of right like mm-hmm. is that a niche you want to double down on like do you, do you really want to like stay close to the wellness you know industry or mm-hmm. are you like just feeling like you know what whatever kind of business comes my way i'm pretty versatile i can jump in and like mm-hmm. learn their voice and help them out right yeah yeah, initially I would have said I wanted to stay close to wellness. It's what I knew. And I found a lot of purpose working in an industry that I felt helped people. Um, I've since changed to saying I will do whatever gives me a flexible schedule and enough money to like pay my bills. My fiance owns a business with his brother as um, a video production company and they travel a ton. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be able to be doing work that I can travel alongside them because otherwise I won't really see him. And so if it's something I can do early in the mornings between, you know, drives during the day, late at night, freelance type stuff. Like I get excited about that, a job where I'm in meetings all day long, which I realize one-on-one coaching, <laughs> probably not the best fit for me if I'm going to have, you know, a, a lifestyle where I'm traveling constantly or out of reception. So now a lot of just by default, it's what I know. A lot of my writing jobs are either travel adventure or like wellness or spirituality. So, you know, like, yoga, holistic healers, um, kind of in that frame of thing, yeah. but open to, you know, if it's just business consulting and process flow, my brain works that way to jump in that direction as well. So that that's interesting. Like you, you've positioned your personal brand, like everything about your site and, and like your Instagram and all that is around like, you know, personal coaching, like one-to-one mm-hmm. coaching and workshops in like resilience and transition. Yeah. Um, but even in this last sentence that you just said, you're like, I don't think that that's like right for like the lifestyle that I want. Right. So are, are you, do you feel that, but not want to say that? Or like, wh- where are you at with your relationship to this idea of like you as a, a resilience coach or, or, you know, is that something yeah. you like if you were making full-time like reliable income from resilience mm-hmm. coaching, is that the thing that would like make your heart sing and you'd be so pumped about, or would you be like, you know what, this actually isn't the lifestyle for me. Right. Yeah. So I worked um, in corporate. I was a coach for three and a half years, scheduling appointments out. And I know that long-term does not work well for me. It's where I, I went to when COVID hit and I was like, I don't know how to do retreats or, and I couldn't figure out if I was going to recruit people for coursework, I feel like they needed to know my voice through one-on-one coaching. So I got stuck in how do I do resilience, like group coaching online that could be coursework that people could, you know, subscribe to over time or tune into or videos. And I just haven't figured out how to get out my voice in that direction. And so what I default to is like, people know what a coach is. <laughs> and I've even tried to like stay away from the term coach because I'm like, I want to be more of like an educator, like a, but that's not, you know, again, marketing, like coach is the word people know. And so really long answer to your short question is, I don't know what to call myself. <laughs> is it, but Well, not, not even what to call yourself. Is that what you want to do? Right. Yeah. Like, coaching is not what I want to do. I would love to do like motivational speaking, um, to do like forums or, you know, virtual meetings, things like that, where I come in. It's not an ongoing appointment based with somebody probably, but more so they subscribe to coursework. They invite me to like a corporate retreat and I work with people for a weekend. It's things I can plan out more in that scope. Okay. But like when you think about your, what people know you for, 
Okay. Right. Like ultimately like f- five years out, like people hear your name. What do they know you for? Is it, is it that you're this like, you know, badass like wellness uh, industry, like process consultant. And they like, somebody brings you into your bit, their business to like figure out how to like organize things and, and like get, get things like totally revamped and scalable or, or are you the person that's like creating thought leadership content on like how to cope with a breakup and like how to, how to like rediscover yourself. Like when, you know, when you don't even know who you are without your partner, right? Like what's, what, what is the thing that you want people to know you for? Yeah, it's more the latter, the ones that I admire online and I look at and I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool if I'm running mastermind groups or like spinoff retreats or something where um, I'm helping facilitate support groups online, you know, over three months. And then that culminates in a retreat where we all get together and like the vulnerability is already um, broken down. And, you know, we go outside and figure out more of like what each person's been going on in their path. And it's um, more of of supporting people creating the coursework that they do up front and just monitoring like a social support group while they get to know each other and then having like one in-person thing versus an ongoing phone call with somebody. So you want, you want to put your process consulting skills to work for your own business Mm -hmm. rather than be reliant on the next writing or process job for any other business. And you want to, you want to scale something around like, facilitating connections and people mm-hmm. coming out of the other side of the journey you went on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's all play where I want to go, but I'm like, again, if that's hard to market and I'm good at, I don't mind, you know, doing like the writing work, I find joy in that. And I really enjoy helping people figure out what their voice is and how to better um, share their story. And so what we're talking about is what I've saw the last year, but I'm seeing that I'm easier. It's been easier to organically get work. Um, doing, you know, process and writing, but I yeah. not sure what that looks like long-term. <laughs> when you say organically, like what, what's happening behind the scenes, how is that coming to you? Is it just like pure word of mouth from somebody saying, Oh, I used, I used Angela for writing this blog or something like, wh- how's that working? So one, like I had a yoga um, studio that I worked the front desk for in exchange for my membership for a while. And she was just like, you're young. I've like followed you on Instagram. I like your voice. I like your writing. I'm doing copywriting. I know that you just write, you know, like long, long monologues on Instagram. Would you take a stab at this? Um, And so I did her copywriting and then her web designer liked working with me and she started bringing me work. And then just randomly at the same time, like I had another friend reach out and be like, Hey, you're good at writing. Like I'm updating a website. Would you think about doing my copyright? And I was like, did someone tell you I was doing this? I'm like, Nope. And so I had like three instances that were all copywriting. And then I've had two other instances. I've gotten jobs where friends have tagged me. They've had a friend that's outdoors and they're like, we're looking for someone to write this travel blog or a travel blog guide. And they've tagged me and I've applied for it really quickly gotten the position. Um, and then yeah, it's other ones are just like friends calling me up and being like, Hey, I thought of you. Like, I like the way that you write. I'm trying to figure out this email or this newsletter. Would you work on it for me? And so when that's happening and I've been saying for like a year, like, guys, I want to be a coach. I want to be a coach. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And everyone's like, that's great. Crickets. (laughs) And then when I'm not saying like, I want to write. And then like the other side is just having friends that are like regularly sending me. I saw this like writer's workshop or you should write a book. Why is everyone after me to write? Like I'm trying to be a coach. <laughs> so 
how much of your, like, when you think about the pie of your income right now, what, like, what is, um, writing versus what is like process, right. You know, and, and design and consulting and whatever else. And what is actual like coaching, like transition or resilience or any of that. What is Airbnb? Like, what does your pie look like? Yeah. So Airbnb is probably 80%, 75, 80%. Good old Airbnb. Yeah. And then, um, I'd put like writing probably at like 10 to 15%. And that would put in like the process of five to 10. And I like to tell people that I'm coaching. I'm yeah, I've made $0. Nope. From that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you want it to look like in a year? Let's just, let's just start with that. Let's look one, one year out. What do you want that pie to look like? Yeah. I would like Airbnb to be like 25% of it so that I can enjoy my home whenever I'd like to be in it. <laughs> um, and then Again, like whether it's the process work or writing or some type of coaching, as long as I can be traveling, um, you know, like be on the go and still doing work and making money from it, like whatever those jobs look like, I'm happy with it. If I can, we've got like this crazy summer schedule lined up and I'm like, if I can do things like that the rest of my life, like I'm cool doing whatever job. (laughs) All right. So we, so we want to take Airbnb way down. Yeah. We want to make writing, you know, not 20%, but like 40%. Mm-hmm. And we want coaching to go to 20% or 30%. Is that kind of, I think it'd be group coaching into rather one-on-one coaching, but more so group coaching retreats, like great. That could be, you know, if I could get it to online coursework, something like that, where I um, am able to share my knowledge and insight it always sounds like kind of selfish to say, but from a financial standpoint, you know, if it's something that I don't have to touch as much and it can make money, if I'm able to, you know, sell something on like a monthly subscription, weekly subscription yeah. and, you know, facilitate things early in the morning, late at night. And it's not trying to, you know, schedule different things around phone calls, then I'd be awesome if coaching was, you know, above 50%. It just depends on what I can make that look like. Totally. I think that's smart. I mean, when you think about like traditional coaching packages, right? Like one of one-on-one is like the mastermind, like way top tier, right? Like you look at the value ladder of coaching and it's mm-hmm. like somebody consumes your content for free on social and then yeah. they download your like, you know, white paper or they like buy your book and yeah. then they like, you know, purchase your course and then they're on your newsletter and mm-hmm. then they like might buy the, the like event ticket or the, you know, the virtual event or the retreat or whatever. And then there's like the top tier is like, you, you actually get like one-to-one time with me, right? That's, that's the scalable way to build a coaching business versus how so many people start is like just trading their time for money. Right. Starting with like the, the content that can scale to a wider audience to get the people that will pay for your time on a premier basis. Right. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, just having, you know, when I started the corporate job, I was actually pre-med applying for med school. And I realized in that job, I was like, I don't want to schedule my like life eight weeks in advance and feel guilty if I take vacation and have to reschedule 20 people. Um, and so reflecting back to that age, I'm like, why would I do that for my own business then? <laughs> okay. Cool. So <clears throat> have you ever made a course? I have not. So that's where I got stuck this last year. I'm 
very type A perfectionist. And I was like, do I advertise the course and have the first week ready and act like it's two spots left. And then when one person signs up, I create the second week or do I sit down and, you know, like write out eight weeks of content. And so my mind got caught up and I have not created a course. Um, I think go for it. What are you saying? Yeah. I was gonna say personally, I have not created a course as far as creating content for three years working in product management at the health company. I was constantly turning out health content. So I have the experience at a corporate level. I just haven't done it for a personal gain. So what, what would your course be? Um, I think there'd be separate sections when I like went through and done like a brainstorm on whether somebody was looking to transition between jobs. They got laid off or they want to make a change. Um, if somebody had just gone through like a loss, whether that's divorce or, um, you know, death, something like that. Um, and then taking them through work of, like starting to, I'm trying to think like what the weeks would be, but basically it would lead them through steps of like journaling and introspection, talking about getting outside, figuring out adventure to build self-confidence. And that getting outside could be laying out in your backyard, listening to the birds, or it could be you know, drifting through the Grand Canyon, depending on your, your level. And that adventure could be, I am a big um, advocate in doing what scares you and calling that adventure. And that for somebody could be public speaking, or it could be jumping out of a plane, or it could be going out after the vaccine without a mask on in a couple of months, you know, depending on, on where your level of comfort is right now in the last year, um, as we do different things that challenge us, regardless of what kind of adventure it is, it builds self-confidence and leads us to do more and more things in our life. And that's what I believe leads to resilience is that ability to know that we can do more than we thought we were capable of. So it would be coursework around those concepts of how to lean into your fears and how to get past the voice in your head when you think you can, but you really have a lot more capability. Yeah. How to scare yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Um, so I guess I, I would, if I was in your shoes, like, you know, you got to think through three different courses, right? Like based on just what you just said, it's like somebody lost a job, somebody lost a, um, someone they love or like whether it's death or somebody lost someone they love in a breakup. Right. Mm. Um, and, and those are like three different, like crazy life moments. Yeah. And, and based on like the, however many like phases you're recommending it takes to work through that. And mm -hmm. Um, your knowledge of, of the industry, your knowledge of what you've been through, your knowledge of working with others. I've seen like, yeah, I saw the testimonials. Like I know you've worked with some people, whether you made money or not. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so like I would take, you know, six months to really just like double down on that content and, yeah. and like get out of your own way. Like, you know, you don't have to be a perfectionist about it. And, but, but I wouldn't do the whole, you know, you, you don't necessarily have the audience right now where you're like, week one's ready, like try to sell it and then make week two. Like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do like the pre-sale marketing kind of thing yet. Mm -hmm. I would use this time to explore the concepts with your social media feed, right? Like mm -hmm. people are already following you, like, you know, post, but also how are you using social? Are you actually like reaching out to conversations? Are you outbound mm -hmm. social? Are you two-way conversation? Or are you just posting and like waiting for people to come interact? Yeah, I used to be a lot more active on social. I have it honestly in like the last year. Or so I kind of got burnt out on it. And it was 
when I was traveling in the van, I had such a big community on there that it was just back and forth. I built friendships. There were people that if my house was vacant, they were stopping here to do laundry and shower. And I hadn't met them in person, but they felt like great friends. So it was building that kind of community. And then um, I was like invited to a couple of like Instagram pods, like let's comment on each other's posts and like this. And I just got burnt out on trying to figure out the algorithm of Instagram and how to make my voice loud enough. When I was like, when I wasn't trying to Instagram was just for fun. People were engaging and reaching out and saying they're motivated when I'm trying to be intentional about motivating people and telling them about resiliency, nothing happens. So again, the perfectionist in me was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just won't do it. It's yeah. It's so aggravating, right? Just like fuck the algorithms. You don't like, don't curate your experience of social based on trying to like game the system to get followers. Right. Like, but, but what I do recommend is in this time, start writing around like, what are these courses? What am I going to call this one, this one, and this one? Cool. Let me unpack, like, what are the eight chapters within each of these? How does this, like, let me start writing out the like principles of what I want to teach inside of these. And you can start one at a time and start knocking them out. Like think, just do one in a month, right? You don't have to like film it. You don't have to do anything that like that, but just like start work this month or let's say May, right? May, you're going to knock out one of them. You're going to, you're going to frame it. You're going to write the chapters. You're going to write the content. And then, uh, and then the next month and then the next month. And all the while, as you start leaning into making that, like, you know, you're obviously going to be, the wheels are going to be turning. And so lean into like posting on your social, but also go and find on Twitter, on Instagram, even on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. Like just go and search like resiliency, and breakups and loss and rediscovering myself and things like that. And just like engage, like consume first, right? Like see what other people are saying and feeling and read the comments and understand the landscape and look like who are the influencers in that market? Like who's really crushing it in that space? Who are your models? Who are, who are the people that you want to like go and grab a coffee with and understand how did you go from, like not getting paid for this to where you're at now, right? Like come up with that game plan, do the mm-hmm. research, do the analysis, and then jump into the conversation. Like when you have something to say, when you have something to share, go out there and, and say it and share it, not just on your own platform, but underneath those influencers, right? Sure. Map mm-hmm. out like these are the 10 people that like are I would aspire to become and they've got the audience I want. Cool. Right engage with every single one of their posts and, and even not just them, like engage with the commenters on their post, make yourself known in that way. And even if none of that comes back to you in the terms of like your following, it comes back to you in terms of how you understand the market you want to be in. And that influences the content that you're creating. And then cool. Now and you've done that and you've written out these three courses for three months and then month four, you film it. Amazing. Now you just make it, you know, spin up something on Thinkific or Kajabi and you make the course, uh, you know, a hundred bucks for the first hundred people or something like that. And in that time, you, you might have built a bigger audience, but you also just like might have refined your content. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I would say that like the goal is in a year from now, yes, Airbnb is not as reliant. And like, I think obviously organically, you can do more with writing. Hell, I've probably got some writing projects that we can talk about, <laughs> but like, I think that you can grow that. You can re- rely more on the income from writing, from 
um, even on the process side, actually, like we're launching a whole new, like uh, it's called process people. It's a whole community for, for just like process consultants and process designers and all that through Trainual. would love to talk to you more about that after. Cause I think you'd be perfect for it. If that's in your you know wheelhouse of something you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And that's a way to like get referrals and network and meet more of a community and, and like have content opportunities and more awareness. So mm-hmm. like, writing and all of that seems like it's been a thing that's grown organically for you already. And I think like it, it can continue to do that and it can continue Mm -hmm. to support more of your income and you don't need to necessarily for the next six to nine months, get income from coaching while you put in the, the work to brand yourself, to Mm -hmm. outbound you know, get into the conversations to, Mm you know, randomly jump on, like, you know, make Instagram reels and TikToks on like the thoughts in your head as you're feeling something, as you're writing it in the course and you want to just like get something out that might help somebody do that. Don't hold yourself back. And then you film it and then cool. Now you've got courses. Yeah. Maybe that's not the end all. Right. But like, boom, like, you know, Hey, a million people bought my course. Amazing. Nobody bought my course. I still feel like I've got amazing content and, and I think like I can probably reach out to like these, you know, I, I can DM some people that are commenting on these areas that I've identified and let them know, like I'm doing this like yoga retreat and, uh, and it's for people that are like trying to rediscover who they are when they're alone and you've gone through this. And if I DM 60 people in my city, will three of them show up maybe, you know? So it's, it takes work, but that's what, that's what I would kind of say. Yeah. Well, and that's my question. I think from that would be in the interim right now, the way I built my website, which I don't even know if anyone's going to, but if they were to, it's very coach heavy. So if I want to continue to make income to support myself while I am working to grow the coaching business, do I reshape the website and the brand to be like, like brainstorm? I was like, is outdoor too specific? Is it like and ventures? And it's all like, you know, Angela, like business venture type stuff, like whether you need help with like writing or process design or sales pitches. Um, or do I keep that like, this is my baby over here. Like if you want to go look at it, hopefully you sign up and ask me some questions, but I'm actually making money all from a separate section. That's where I get caught up. And I don't even know if that's an important detail or not. Is, is the perception of your personal brand through your website <clears throat> and your services. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, the, the resiliency and coaching kind of stuff that you want to do mm-hmm. does not align with the freelance writing and process consulting and pitch decks and stuff for companies. Right. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't mash them together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and it could be Ange Ventures and Outdoor Ange Ventures, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what does what does Outdoor Ange Ventures mean to you? It was just, I honestly started that account a couple of years ago when I was getting really into the outdoor space because I didn't want to bore my friends and family with like constant hiking photos. And I didn't know, this is embarrassing for my age, but I didn't know that people followed people on Instagram. They didn't know. <laughs> so I literally just started the account and was like, if you want to see my outdoor adventures and ventures, follow this account. But I made it public because I'm like, it doesn't have my face in it. It's just like outdoor stuff. Right. And then all of a sudden it became like the main account I use. And now I've been like, well, they follow me because it's outdoors. Can I only post outdoor stuff? Can I post lifestyle? Can I, so I get all caught up in like, should us, I don't know, with Instagram. You can tell I'm someone that gets in my head very easily. <laughs> 
We all do. It's, yeah. it's not just you. We all do. Believe me, like I, I've had a 10 year identity crisis of, yeah. of like, do I post about my like extreme adventures and my mountaineering and climbing? Or do I post about like marketing and branding and, and filmmaking? Or do I post that, you know, I'm a singer songwriter. Like I'm, I am uh, a amoeba of a person when it comes to those things too. Right. Which we should be. I mean, I had a friend point out because I was saying this and she's like, but you're not just like, you're not just outdoors and you're not just, I was saying I have an account for my dog too. And I use my crude sense of humor on his account and I was joking. I was like, you know, I'm always so like thoughtful and like give like coaching and stuff on like my outdoor one and it's like deep thoughts. So I can't like be like perverted Angela on there. <laughs> They're like, like, well, no, but you are, you're like, you're, that's the friend you are. You switch from like high thinking to like 13 year old boy. Like that's just who you are. And so trying to figure out how to match that all, because I know that people do identify with transparency and that's part of what I believe in is like building community and healing through just sharing. Like we've all like walked through crap. Like if we're honest about it, we can realize that the crap I'm going through, someone else has survived. So I think as I'm talking out loud, realizing I just need to stop worrying what I put on Instagram and be real. (laughs) Yes. hundred percent. It's unfortunate that like these, these platforms, you know, the algorithm pigeonholes you. Mm -hmm. Right. It, this is especially true right now on TikTok, right? Which mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of because I think it's like, it's the place where you can post whatever the hell you want and you don't have to worry about it. Like nobody seems to be like super judgmental. It's just like, it, if it doesn't look good, whatever. If it doesn't like resonate, people swipe. Like it's just kind of a whatever platform. You can experiment with ideas. But when somebody's video goes viral, all of a sudden you see like, that's all they can post, right? That's all they do because that's what, and if they don't do it, they get like, you know, two views, if you gotta like stick to the plan of what TikTok likes as soon as that like hits for you. Um, And so, so like that is a platform that you can experiment your ass off with Mm -hmm. something hits on like, you know, transition and resilience coaching. That's your thing there. And then you can maybe start a different account for something else. Um, Instagram. I feel like more people are going wider these days. And, and are like breaking the grid and just posting what they want, especially with reels, with stories, with that, like, it's just people, people's personalities are shining through a little bit more than they ever have on Instagram, but it's still in this in-between phase. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold yourself back from being you and posting all the aspects of you while you figure out what what really is the like thing that lights you on fire over mm-hmm. the next six months or so right like there will be a time where maybe you do have to like narrow in a little bit and yeah. that might be when you've like gone through the research phase you've, you've done the writing of your courses you've been interacting with people and you're readying to launch the courses and you're thinking about like cool in a year i'm going to launch this this retreat thing, because retreats are totally coming back. Like people are getting to the point where they're craving it. And, and you could do something like totally eat, pray, love vibe. That is, you know, I, I have a good friend who went through a horrible breakup and um, broke up with her fiance. And then like the best thing she did was go to Costa Rica for a week and she had never traveled by herself. And that was the thing that like set her on the path to a whole new person. Yeah. So I, I see what you want to create for sure. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I know that, um, that's a possibility for you. Sure. But I, I think between now and then, like, don't judge yourself 
yeah. for, for not having it tomorrow. Sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And that's where I just need to find. Um, I've been joking because I was like, I know that I have fear of failure, but I'm going to fail if I keep not trying because I just am like, well, I'll do it later. Like, I'm going to focus on making money in a different way because I'm scared of like not doing this right. But it's been like this idea that I've had for a couple of years. And so if it keeps sticking around, it's obviously something that I'm very interested in versus just being here for a month and gone. So that's where I have to figure out of when I am busy with other work and getting to travel and enjoying life, making the time to carve out to be like, no, this is like what I want to pursue. So I'm willing to put in the extra time on top of paid hours and fun hours to also do this other project and be okay if it doesn't end up making me money. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how you allocate your time speaks to how you prioritize that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And if weeks and weeks and weeks are going by and you're not like carving out two hours, four hours, five hours of a week to to like dig into that thing, Mm -hmm. it's not the biggest priority for you. Right. Right. And and that's a matter of being honest with yourself and then like Mm -hmm. stepping back and being like, well, do I want it to be a big priority? Cool. Well, like I do. So let me, I've got to time block this. If I'm not doing it now, let me just like pull up my calendar and I'm going to say like, Every single morning before I touch my email, before I touch any other client work, like I'm going to grab my coffee. I'm going to like, you know, go for my run or work out or stretch or whatever it is. I'm going to like spend an hour just writing. Yeah. I've got, you know, schedule out a list of topics and ideas, Mm -hmm. like a word cloud almost like just whatever pops into your head when you think about what you went through when your husband left. And, mm-hmm. and that experience and what you went through in van life, the ups, the downs, just word cloud that shit out on a piece of paper. And then yeah. just every single morning that you wake up, circle a word and spend a half hour writing about your feelings related to that. Yeah. And, and, and like, then, you know, after a month of doing that for 30 different words, then like, you've got this narrative that you can start to unpack mm-hmm. into um, you know, something that could actually be like really helpful for to people. And it becomes the base of a future book and that becomes the base of a future speaking career. Right. But you've yeah. got to, you got to take those first steps and you have to schedule that time if that's what you want to do. Right. Yeah. I appreciate that. Becky would be clapping at you telling me that she's constantly sending me like, here's how to write a book. Here's how to write a pod. Like here's how to start a podcast. I'm like, I'll get to it. I'm going to do it. I just don't, I got to jump. You want to? <laughs> yeah. A podcast? Yeah. I, again, like these are things that I like get scared of, but it's enough people have said like, will you do a podcast? I'm like, well, I wouldn't think about it typically, but now that like enough people have put it in my brain, I'm like, maybe it would just be those five people that would listen. But I filter myself less when I'm talking than I do when I'm writing. And so I feel like there could be really great conversations in a podcast that are just like raw, like hard thoughts that I probably would um, not be as transparent with, with writing sometimes, or I could do it in half an hour and writing it would take me three hours. Cause it feels a lot more vulnerable for some reason when it's there forever in writing and it's there forever in audio. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes to really anything with a podcast, mm-hmm. with, um, social media, like people grow fast on social when they get tagged by big accounts, right. Yeah. When you're like, when you collab with somebody, right. People, mm-hmm. Their podcast takes off when, um, you know, when they have huge guests, like with, with the Stokecast, 
we gained early traction because we like went after the biggest influencers in the outdoor industry. And we'd like get these conversations with like Cody Townsend and Chris Burkhardt and Emily Harrington. And they would, you know, then share the show in their stories and then it would attract more listeners. And that's, that's how we built the audience early on. It's like, if I was a personal trainer, uh, you know, I wouldn't even know how to get like somebody to come and pay me to help them work out. Right. But I could go to all the top, like, CrossFit gyms in Boston and be like, Hey, I've got this, like this program that I run. It's a 40 minute thing. I'll do it for free here for your members. If you can schedule me into the upcoming schedule, like, you know, yeah. workout schedule and that's exposure. And then people have a blast at that 40 minute workout. And then I talk mm-hmm. to them after, and then I'm like, yeah. And I charge, you know, 500 bucks a month to do like personal, this and that, like you, we meet here at 6am every Monday, yeah. right? Like I would go to where the people are. And mm-hmm. that's the same thing with anything else. Right. And that's where like, I, you know, even with social, what I was talking about is go to where the people are, see where those conversations are happening and engage with them. Go to where yeah. the influencers are, where the people that are doing what you want to do are already there. Mm-hmm. And, and you can like, it doesn't even have to be a podcast, but you could see if they're like, you know, Hey, I'm doing an interview for, you know, I'd love to do an interview for an upcoming, you know, feature in my book. I'm working on yeah. a book on this topic. And I loved what you had to say about X, Y, and Z can we get on like a call for 30 minutes and then you, you record that call and then mm-hmm. you transcribe it. And then that becomes like a little feature complimentary of your course and your story and your future book. Okay. And then like when the book comes out, it's like bonus content and you're like, cool, now go here for like the audio recordings of the original stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. When I noticed that, like, as soon as I looked up your podcast, I was like, Oh, like these are the names I follow in the outdoor industry. Like I know the names that have been on his show. That's, awesome. And I don't know if you can, if you're willing to answer this or not, but um, I'll ask it as far as reaching out, did you have contacts with some of those or did you just say like, I'm just going to go for it and see if I'll reach out? No, we just DM'd them on Instagram. That was it. Like, did you offer like payment or anything or some type of like, they're just happy to (laughs) people. People are so generous. Yeah, they really are. Like I have a list. I did. I, I have a list of like, if I start a podcast, here's the names I really admire that I think yeah. like help get my name out there that I'd reach out to. And it stays like hidden on my computer, but I do have a list. <laughs> Don't keep it hidden. Yeah. Use that. That's your hit list. That's, that's yeah. your, it's uh, your outreach, but no, we, we literally would just, you know, me and Emily, um, my, my earlier co-host, we would mm-hmm. just DM people on Instagram and just be like, okay. Hey, we've got a podcast and we're booking sessions and, um, we talk about, you know, this, this, and this, and yeah. we'd love to have you on. Let us know if you're available. And like, not everybody says yes. Um, sure. Nobody says no. Mm-hmm. They either don't reply or they say yes. Okay. And, and like, you know, if we didn't get a reply, then maybe we'd go like find their website and then hit the contact form or sure. some bigger names. Maybe you could find like, Hey, who's, who's their PR agent, right? Mm-hmm. Who reps them? Um, and and we reach out to the PR agency that like works with the North face and be like, Hey, or works with POW. And we're like, we'd love to have anybody on your athlete roster on, right? Like, who are you trying to promote for an upcoming initiative? And, Mm -hmm. and like working that angle too, is a possibility, but most people we just DM'd or like we, you know, went to outdoor retailer and we just like see somebody speaking on a stage and go up to them after and just ask them. And they'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. When that starts back up, I was like with my uh, fiance being in media, like we got to go to outdoor retailer the last time they had it in January last year. And so I'm like, I know I'll be back at those. And I did. I was like, I'll go. I was like, I can drop your card as a videographer and I can also drop my card as a resilience coach. 
And then that was just bad timing because COVID came around a month and a half later. (laughs) But I do appreciate that feedback and it is encouraging to hear that someone else wasn't already connected and, you know, to those names when you had them on your podcast or reached out. No, just, just do it. Just reach out. Like, you know, you, you DM 500 people, you're going to get 50 guests. Sure. Yeah. And and then, like I said, it doesn't even have to be a podcast. It can just be a conversation and coffee and, and like stories for your course. You know, it's like a masterclass kind of thing. If like, that's what Mm -hmm. you're thinking that you want to launch. It's like, who could, could you get 10 people to share their lessons of loss and rediscovery and then that gets packed like you basically film the bookend content you frame like what this is about and we're going to hear from this person they're going to share their story then i'm going to like unpack the lessons from it and give you some takeaways and to do's and that becomes Mm -hmm. like a series right yeah yeah i love that idea since i was just saying earlier that i value so much transparency and sharing our stories and like we've all got scars we might as well like show how we healed from them so yeah yeah, I like that idea. I'm like feeling like the moral of the story here is I need to stop trying to stay in my own lane and just be brave to <laughs> go after instead. <laughs> think think about what was going on in your head when, you know, after 13 or 14 years, like your your, your marriage was over. Yeah. And, and like you decided I'm going to buy a van and I'm going to hit the road and, and I'm going to just like travel solo and figure it out. Like, capture, I mean, you can, I'd love for you to explain that right now, but capture what was happening in your brain then. Mm -hmm. Think about that also for like your business and brand. Yeah. Right. So so let's start with like, what was going on in your brain at that point? Yeah. I was just scared shitless. I remember being like, my life's over. Like I'll, I don't know. I thought I was so old at that point. I was like, I'm so old and I, or like young to be divorced, but so old to start over. And like, what does this mean for it? And, um, I just was like, so hungry to figure out who I was. I had spent so many years just trying to be like a shadow of a person to keep somebody else happy and, um, tiptoeing around. And so as I, one of the things that I was doing because I was like hungry for adventure, but couldn't afford it, was I opened my house to couch surfers so people could just like come stay here for free. And I was living vicariously to someone like from Germany or France that was um, buying a van and traveling around the U S here and like seeing the country that I went on a road trip through California and was like, Oh my gosh, like this was super affordable. I like took my sedan. I like slept in a tent next to my car every day and fell in love with the area. And I just realized that I could like stay inside my house and be like terrified of what was to come and like, kind of be like, Oh, woe is me. Or I could do what I thought was incredibly scary and probably seemed really insane to myself and most of my friends and family, but also seemed like it could be a lot of fun. Um, And so, I don't know, buying the van was just kind of the, like, I got this harebrained of an idea and then, oh shit, I guess I actually have to act on it now. (laughs) Um, Jumping in, but it was just all through like, you know, kind of like a chain of events that transpired of. I have this whole house. I might as well bless people with being able to like stay here when they're traveling. Like selfishly, like I was like, if I build connections here, when I do have money to book a flight to France, I'll have a friend whose couch I can crash on. Um, but it just like led to seeing people choose courage and like what I loved in, in the couch servers is people would show up at my house at like nine at night. And we'd like sit on the couch and have a glass of wine and talk about like why they were traveling and why they, you know, were loving the outdoors. And I was just like, 
everyone all over the world, like we're so connected and we're so similar and yet, you know, so very different, but we're all finding ways to like recover and pursue life. And it just made me hungry to see what they were seeing and experiencing. And I thought like, why should age be a limit? You know, like, why should I put myself in this box of like divorced in 34? And like, this is like, I'm a corporate worker and this is all that's, you know, here for me. I'm like, no, I have like 60 years ahead of me to like go figure out who I am. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. Lots went through my head, a lot of like back and forth of should I, should I not? So that was, yeah, just jumping in, making myself do it. <laughs> there you go. Sh- should I one out? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so, like, you know, think about that. Try, try and like mm-hmm. step back into that feeling as yeah. you think about this, you know, it, I would call it like a crossroads, but it's really not. It's like, it's just one road with a left and a right lane, you know? So like these can go in tandem and Mm -hmm. at some point you're going to put your blinker on and you're going to move into the fast lane and you're, that's going to be where you accelerate. And that, that might be the, the coaching like, but right now these two lanes are, are parallel and this like middle one that you're in, you just don't want to go to the right lane. You don't, you don't want to go slow, slow down and get off the exit. Right. You want to stay where you are, but, um, you know, try, try and just like feel what you felt then and, and realize like, should I, or should I not? It's always, should I, right. You you will regret the, the not right. Sure. Yeah. But I, I think that there's like, you've got a special story and a special spirit and like, you just have to carve out the time and take the first steps. Um, you know, I, I don't know why this popped into my head, but just thinking about this like masterclass kind of idea, if, Mm -hmm. if you like did reach out and had those, you know, conversations over wine or whatever, virtually, or even in person, like once people are comfortable, like just go and, you know, drive and get in the van and meet up with them. Right have somebody stay in your place, Airbnb. And you're like, cool, I'm going to like drive out to Utah and, and like right. meet with this person. And we're going to hang out for a half a day. We're going to film mm-hmm. some content. We're going to ha- become best friends. Like yeah. you're able to do that. And, mm-hmm. um, and what you said about somebody feeling like they didn't know who they were or like, mm-hmm. like you even trying to, you know, you said like, I, I was like a shadow of myself trying to tiptoe around somebody. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and then when that was gone, like you could actually step into the real you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm thinking about like this course idea, the real you seems so mm-hmm. cool. Right. And that's like the real you. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. like, I, search it. I don't want to promise it, but I bet the real dot university, it's not, there's not many like dot universities, but the real dot university might be available. And then then your brand could be like the real you and you don't have to launch that tomorrow, but like, it could be something that like, that's what you work on and eventually run with. And I don't, if you don't like that, you don't like it. And that's cool, but it's just popping. Even I think like that can spin a little bit with like a lot of the writing work I've done is helping people find their own voice. I realized recently, and hopefully this doesn't sound bad, but I just, writing is just something that's easy for me. And I realized recently it's not for a lot of people. And so I was like, oh, I take that for granted. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really fun to help people figure out what they want to say, then have them see on the page be like, oh my gosh, that is my story. Or like, that is the message I'm trying to get out. And so like real you is even, you know, helping people find it through the page. So I like that. All right. Awesome. <laughs> so what's your first step? 
uh, to stopping a scaredy cat. <laughs> I do. I need to carve out time. I've like very easily creating excuses the last couple of months with trying to like pack up for a move and plan a wedding and try to figure out how to make money so that I could stay in my house and enjoy Arizona for a few months. So I need to just carve out time in my daily schedule. That's for, for me, for my future. And I love what you said about the word cloud and just picking a word to brainstorm, right. That would help me be more active on social media. Again, if I have just content that's written because I have boatload of pictures from all of the adventures that we travel around on that just need a caption. So I think that's first step is starting writing again and see what comes out and DMing the shit out of people. <laughs> I love it. Those, I mean, th- those are like three or four first steps, but they're all, all like good, actionable, obtainable. Like you cannot, you can make that all happen within 30 days. Right. Yeah, definitely. So no, I really appreciate you taking the time. And it's these conversations that like get me reignited and excited about like, I can do this. I'm onto something where someone's not just sitting on the other side being like, Mm, that sounds like a crap idea. Like, let's talk about your writing. <laughs> no, I, I think, I, I do think that you can re- like replace the percentage of your income of Airbnb yeah. with a lot more like potential write, like writing and process and whatever else. And we can talk about that offline. Cause I like, I, I've got some, some ideas and opportunities, but, um, but you also want to be able to like, have a hard line and be like, you know what? I won't take on more than X amount because I, I do need to actually like dedicate the time for this because this is really the thing that I, I want to be making money from. And that's my true calling and my purpose and where, how I want to help people. And right. to get there is to not like eat up the whole time with all this other stuff, just because it's like easier or more convenient or right. the money is there. Right. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's creating that own discipline for myself. And it's so funny. Cause all of this, like I can hear the words I would tell somebody else that I'm not following on my own. And so it's like be your own coach, be your own, you know, like following your own advice is the hardest sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I believe me. Like if we flipped chairs right now, like I, I can, I can help all day with, with like strategy and content and marketing planning and ideas and person like confidence and all of that for other people. I try to turn that inward. I'm just as lost. Don't, don't worry. We're in the same boat. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Well, this has been super fun. Uh, Our listeners, where can they actually like, you know, let's say somebody listening right now is is feeling this going through this and they want to actually reach out and be like, hey, I just split with my, you know, my my spouse or I just lost somebody and would love someone to talk to. Like, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. DM me like, you know, Instagram at Outdoor Ange Ventures or Outdoor Period Ange, A-N-G Ventures. Um. On the website, I have a contact me form. You're welcome to get on there and look at that website. But I think through DMs, probably the quickest way to just reach out, say hi, and they can share some of their story and ask questions or, I don't know, connect. <laughs> it feels lonely sometimes when you're going through that stuff. So Instagram is the easiest place to see my transparency and to connect through DM. Awesome. Angela, thanks so much for coming on Stocast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and all of the great brainstorming. All right, everybody. That's the show. If you enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you shared it. Know a few friends who love outdoor adventures. 
the weekend warrior types who dream to escape the grind and might want to start their own thing to build an epic life on their terms, let them know what we're doing here, because I'm really hoping to help. I'm on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else at Jonathan Ronzio. And until next time, stay stoked.